stand by for pre-show banter. Ouch! There he is. There he is. is. All right, you ready to play Guess What the Fuck This Song Is Called? Yeah, it's called Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. What the hell is wrong with people? I know, I knew it, but I couldn't think Uh, what it was called. I knew it, I just didn't know it. I am using a new thumb pick. I don't really use thumb picks, so bear with me if it's not very good. But you'll hopefully you'll get the. Yeah. For that. It's the theme from the last of us. You know, at your wedding, you should serenade Tara. That would be so. Mm, no. <laughs> With the guitar. No. I'm just going to get the guitar out and do a little song. <laughs> Can you imagine? This, one, um, this one's <laughs> called um, All My Bitches in Bronx. Here we go. <laughs> uh, and one, two, three, four. I've got a lot of bitches in Bronx. <laughs> are, are we ready to start the yeah. show? Um, <laughs> Look, come on, Juice getting impatient. We need to get going. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome, y'all, to the veteran gamers. Juju, Jimmy, how the fellas will tell you about every single game. Me, Juice, story. I guess you're right. Who cares? Whenever you notice something like that, a wizard gets it. I all right, yeah. But in episode AG, wizard. Yeah, boy. This is boring. I'm bored now. Switch that console off before you have to press. Oh, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, oh, no. Hi, Joey Jojo! Hello and welcome to episode 396 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 396, and Stu is recording from out in the sticks. What the hell is all that noise? I know, unfortunately, we've got some heavy rain there. There's and a unfortunately, bit of a video Stu game doesn't have a, a shelter that can protect him from the rain. Well, I'm, I am protected, but unfortunately, because I record in the conservatory, it, it's noisy. It's noisy when it pisses it down, and unfortunately, it is properly pissing it down. What is um, it like? Wait, wait, is it? I know, that's the problem. That's what, what happens when you... Noise. This is what happens when you live in the UK. This is it. This is what you get. You know what? Rain. I don't ever hear this on any other podcast, and I listen to a number of them from people in the UK. I don't think that's well, your, they... That's how you blame well, it. it. They obviously don't do it in the conservatory. They, they obviously have don't live in, in a tin shack. It's a, it's a plastic roof. That's what it sounds like. Well, maybe you ought to upgrade to something with, like, shingles. 
I don't know. It's a conservatory. That's what you hate. That's what you get. You get a plastic roof that makes a noise. Do all your friends have plastic roofs on their homes? Look, just think of it that I'm recording while camping. There you go. That'll make it better. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice bit of ambient noise yeah, well, in the it background. It is ambient noise. I wouldn't call it nice, but whatever. We'll we'll make do. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Anyway, I know, I'm I back, people. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, we've missed loads of stuff, dude, because you've, like, met up with Seth and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, shout out to Seth McNitt. We had a meetup, which involved me and him hanging out and ch- chatting. And, yeah, it was cool. We got to hang out and talk about his experiences as a Lyft driver and an Uber driver. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so is he good? Yeah, he's doing well. He's uh, back in Madison, Verona, technically, but whatever. And yeah, he's he's doing well. For people so that don't know, Seth is a friend of the show. He used to be on the Boss Way. Boss, 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 yeah. boss, boy, 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 boy. Well, he was kind of the founder of Boss Way. Uh, boss Way, if we were being honest, wasn't he? Sorry, Stu, what? Yeah, he was the founder <laughs> of Boss Way. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. it's noisy. It is noisy. I wish it would stop, but what can you do? It's, it's actually do? not as heavy as it was earlier. It was absolutely coming down, but at the moment the it's pretty bad. You've got at least two of us as uh, sound clips now. Yeah, it's the weather report from now. Preston. It reminds me of the fast show where he goes like, what, what's the weather like? And he just sticks his hand out of the window. Or out oh, the door man, that was hilarious. He's that he sticks his hand out of the window. I know, I know. Oh, my, my God. favorite it's story time. time. It's story time. Sorry, sorry, time. time. So, so we drove out, or we, yeah, we drove out to Virginia, uh, visiting some friends on the way in order to see Diane's father and sister and niece and nephew. Okay. And so we rented a car and we went out and it was great. The whole trip out there was fine. You know, driving for 12 hours one day and then eight hours the next day is a little rough, but we made it. It's not too bad. And so let, let me ask you, Duke, had you not bought an electric car? you'd have been able to just go in your car rather than hire a car. Is this right? That's true. Because we our new car does not allow us to go on long trips, that means we have to hire a car. That's why I started by saying we rented a car. Anyway... No, I get you, I get you. But that's extra expense, isn't it, now, because of your electric car? Yeah, but all the money that he saved driving the electric car, uh, you know, was paying dividends. Could have sworn so. we've been through this like ten times already. I'm just oh, yeah. asking. I was just clarifying. I was just asking. Anyway. All right, weather boy. So All right, we, carry on, carry on. We get out to Virginia, and everything's fine, and we're visiting with people, and it's a lovely trip. We're about ready to come home, and then the night before, we get an email saying, uh, flight's canceled. We're like, what? So we go looking. Apparently, there's a lot of storms in Chicago, which is where our plane flew into. Or was supposed to be. There's a storm going on right here, right now. Is there? I hadn't heard. I know. (laughs) Anyway, so suddenly we don't have a flight home. And so we're like, damn it, now what? So we go looking and I call the place because I want to talk to a human. I hate having to try to figure that stuff out with websites and, you know, automated stuff. So I, I, but I have to be on hold for like 45 minutes because apparently like 300 flights were canceled. So they were swamped. And so we had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, and then we never got through to a person, and eventually the website said, there's a flight tomorrow. And so we were like, okay, fine. So we could stay an extra day, and fortunately the place where we board our dog could hold on to him for another day. 
but then we had to come back. So then in the, the next morning, we get up, and we get an email in the morning saying flight's been delayed. And we're like, ah, make it stop. And eventually, the long and short of it is, we got to the airport, and the dude's like, no, you're not on this flight. You're on a flight for tomorrow. And we're like, no, we are getting home today. Put us on a flight. Uh, eventually we got home, but it was quite a headache and we had to take a bus for the last three hours of the trip. And it was just, I mean, it was, it was kind of a rough homecoming. So I'm still kind of recovering from that. We came home yesterday and yeah, I've been home for about 24 hours now. I hate a long journey and it ends on a bus. I hate that. It's not so bad because it could have been worse, but it was pretty annoying. So I'm just, I'm very glad to be home and I don't ever want to travel again ever. Yeah, Kay, Kay has a rule when we go on holiday that the transfer from the airport to the hotel can be no more than an hour. So an hour is the maximum. She's prepared to sit on a bus when you get to your holiday destination. So there you go. There you go. There you so go. that's the story um, of my return trip yeah. home. Yeah, so did you have you listened to last week's show? Did I did listen to last week's show. That's how I knew you were bad at guessing Pixie songs. Yeah, we were crap at guessing pixie sounds. But what did you think of Chinny's capable filling with the jingles and I stuff? I thought he what did, did a very good job. Those were some very nice jingles. Well done there, Chinny. Yeah, I think he did all right. And and obviously uh, Antonio uh, yeah, building remarkably for, well. As thanks you. for filling in, Antonio. What? what? Yeah. Although he wasn't quite as angry. So Let's I did, get I did clear. He wasn't playing Duke. He wasn't like. No, no he wasn't to pretending be to be. He was no, just he being ant. He was being ant. But he definitely isn't as angry as Nobody Duke. Nobody is as angry as Duke. Yeah, yeah. So it's all Listen, good. listen um, to the rage coursing through my voice. I know. Well, no, sometimes. Only sometimes. Hold Not all the Duke's, time. Duke's rage is, it fuels that rain that's pouring on you. <laughs> I think it freaking does at the moment. It's the terrible. The white light uh, fury of my anger. I'll turn my microphone slightly down. I don't think that'll help, but you never know. Um, yeah, so turn it, off, turn it off. That'll be good. I know. I know. Well, I'm mute. I'm trying to mute between talking, so at least it's not all the time, constantly. Uh, but yeah, Duke. Seeing as you've been away and stuff, and weren't here last week, uh, what have what have you been up to? What have you been playing? playing? Well, uh, most of what I've been playing is on the phone. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I play the first hour of Tacoma because that's just out. Say what? Say what? Yep. Yeah. And I've only... uh, yeah, I bought I bought that and finished it this morning. Yeah, I was gonna try to do as much as I could because uh, I realized that it's only like it, well on how to how long to beat it says two hours or three hours. Well, it took took me an hour and forty four minutes this morning to finish yeah. it. Yeah. So I I put in an hour. I figure I'm probably about halfway done. Um, it's good. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's by the same people who made Gone Home, for those who don't know. And the interface is really elegant. It's, you basically, you dock on a spaceship and you have to figure out what happened. Everybody da- died. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's well made. It's funny because, you know, not long ago I played Event Zero, which is a lot like this. It's the same basic concept. You dock on a station, everybody's dead, you have to figure out what happened. And... Um, yeah, so it's hard for me not to compare this to that, but there's much more sophisticated technology on this game in terms of, like, you know, it'll show you ghost sequences and whatnot, so the other one just has, I think, audio files, or maybe not even that, maybe just text files, 
But anyway. yeah, I've got I've got to say I think it's um, I think the interface is very clever in the way that it gamifies it because you know we're we're getting used to these what what's been termed as walking simulator type games and I yeah. think the the people who make them now are, are trying to be a little bit more creative at how to engage you in the game than than some of the previous ones. Yeah, and I mean this is fine because you're in a space station, so you float a little bit at certain points and. Hmm. I don't think it's anything revolutionary no, but, in terms of how it's No, played. no, I'm talking more about how you have to rewind the, the dialogue and follow the different story paths because yeah. obviously people... It, it feels to me, I'll tell you what it felt like to me, is the first... What what I could imagine a proper interactive movie would be like. Yeah. Because you're basically know. following the actors around, aren't you? And sort of following the different story branches by following the different people who yeah, are acting out that, what's going on. That's kind of annoying to me. I mean, there's so many things you have to, like, start and stop the memories, and then you have to, like, click on the things they're holding, and you can get data files, and a lot of them are corrupted. And I mean, whatever. Like, there, there's some use to it, and it certainly is interesting, I suppose. But after a certain point, you're just like, okay, how many different parts of the... It's In a way, it's sort of like taking the concept of her story in that there's a whole lot of different video clips and sort of, like, putting them together in a way in order to figure out what's going on. And I don't know. I like a story to be a little more straightforward, personally, but that's just me. No, I I kind of like it that way, and I think it, it obviously because they've got to get. Otherwise, you would just literally be watching something happen, and that would be it, wouldn't it? If, you, if it had a fixed camera point and you were just watching what played out in each area, then you it wouldn't have that same interaction. It just gives you that bit of interaction that you need to make it a game. I guess. Unless, I mean, I feel like if you're going to do a walking simulator, go ahead and do a walking simulator. I think that the story can be what it is uh, without needing to give a whole lot of bells and whistles in terms of how you unearth that story. But whatever, like I said, that's just me. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll get, I, I don't know what you'll think of the resolution of it. Yeah, I don't. We'll I don't feel it's quite as elegant as Gone Home. Well, no, I'm it's, not expecting that. Yeah, it's 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 decent enough. I was like at the end, I was like, yeah, that's pretty decent. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sort of blown away with the with the sort of resolution, but I thought the journey though was kind of cool. The voice acting is is excellent throughout the game. Every person yeah. who yeah, plays I, whoever I, are I really really good. Yeah, the voice acting is very good. Uh, there's a Simpsons joke actually at the beginning of the game. Uh, we just on the stream watched the part where they talk about where they're signing in, and it's like, yeah, by signing this, you release the company from all liability, blah blah blah, blah in perpetuity in perpetuity throughout the universe. And Shinny, I don't know if you remember where that is in The Simpsons. Uh, no. No, the answer is no. Okay, well, uh, at one point, um, the school sends a letter home with Bart, and Marge reads it out. Uh, reading this, you uh, we sent the kids home from school, and in reading that, by reading this out loud, you have exempted the school district from all liability and perpetuity throughout the universe. Uh, insert parents uh, occupation note homemaker is not allowed it is, it is not a real job that's why you don't get paid for it that was the same letter so. yeah anyway. so I, I did i did uh, stream the whole of it on twitch this morning yeah um but it was very early but uh, soul brother was watching this morning which was kind of cool and it was uh, 3 18 in the morning where he was but he works nights so he, he sort of stays up at weekends so he doesn't get out out of his sleep pattern so if you don't feel like playing Tacoma, you can just watch Stu play it. You can just watch me play it, the, the whole game on, on Twitch. Although, I, I'm going to be honest here, I had a few technical issues, no. shall we say, because it's a long time since I've streamed, so I had to reset up um, the 
thingy nvidia experience thing to do the streaming i had to reset all that up and then i had some problems with my audio because when i started playing it it was coming through the speakers and even though i was putting it onto my headset so i had to actually go in the settings and change that and then i came out of that and then i forgot that i'd left the sound on on the twitch stream so i had to come out yet again and go back to doing that, and that? oh my god sorry you say that? It's- sorry i'm clicking the wrong this thing. is boring i'm bored now there that's what i meant to click uh, but yeah, this is this is what you're watching on the Twitch stream is me. I thought the Benny Hill thing was more appropriate. Yeah, yeah it probably was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's me playing the game this morning on the Twitch stream right now. How about that? How about that? How about See? that? So anyway, next week um, I'll be able to talk more about Tacoma. Um, yeah. Can I just say the only the only minor criticism I would have is. The, this concept you have to even though you're listening to all these people talk you have to access them individually and you have to keep rewinding and forward winding until you get to the bit and find out whereabouts they are in the ship when you do it and yep. so that was a kind of little bit uh, annoying but i also what i really really liked about it was to get into those areas that have keypads yep so you have to follow or find the person when they go to put the number in the keypad to then obviously get it so rather than having it found in a in a secret place or in a safe or hidden in a drawer somewhere yep. you literally follow the shadow you know or the ghost i guess of the person when they put the number in the keypad so that was yeah, kind of cool right. uh, yeah it's good away, it's good i really liked it I really it's liked good it. we'll see I'll, I'll have more to say next week um yeah. so today since i'm back uh i played a little rocket league and it's so the first time playing it again after a week away from it it just felt so weird because I was like, I'm driving up the wall, I'm flying around in the air, like I don't know. It just it, it seemed like a surreal experience coming back to it again. So, you okay, dude? I'm okay. Yeah, that was you. What's the matter with you? It's kind of bizarre. It's just like, whoa, this game is so freaky. Whoa, you can drive on the wall. Well, it's not even like it's real. What is happening? Oh my god. Um, Wait a minute, cars can't cars can't double jump <laughs> double or jump. even jump. Wait, you can, you can double jump in Rocket League? Mm-hmm. I know, who knew? Uh, before I left, so last week, uh, I didn't talk about the stuff I played last week, uh, I got a little bit into Far Harbor, the DLC for Fallout 4, and I didn't realize... What happens the... in Far Harbor? Or so, well, that's what I was about to say before I was so Sorry. rudely interrupted. No, it's fine. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's rudely interrupted. Um, I didn't realize that Far Harbor f- sort of expands on this question of are robots people? Um, because... You start Far Harbor by investigating a family who calls you toward uh, to their home, and they want to hire you and Nick Valentine to go find their daughter who has run off. And what it turns out is she's convinced she's a robot, and she's gone to this sanctuary in a place called Far Harbor, which uh, is basically trying to help robots, uh, synths, who want to be not in the rest of the world. They want to be in their own little place. And they actually see the um, the railroad as not helping synths because I guess the railroad like wipes people's memories, the synths' memories. So they think mm. that's brutal in Far Harbor. So I just I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting to have this uh, element of the story continuing which i found you know i find the whole question about our synths people to be one of the best parts about fallout 4 so the fact that they're taking it you know even further with far harbor i think is very interesting and there's you know what i've gotten to the point where it's like well there's more going on here than what people are talking about so i need to start doing those missions where i reveal the 
crusty underbelly of what appears to be a nice surface thing. Have you done the uh, the Nuka Cola shit? Oh, oh, forgive me, I forgot. No, if you Nuka said you World. Have. No, it's Nuka World. I haven't, I haven't even started that yet. So I'm gonna finish no. this first, and then I'll do that. Is this the first DLC you've done? Yes, it is. For, for Fallout Four. That's correct. Um, Okay, and would you say it's pretty good? Yeah, it's good so far. I mean, you know, the the DLC for Fallout games usually follows a pretty standard process. You go to a new place, there's new weapons, there's new areas to explore, there's some new monsters. Um, mm-hmm. So far, it's, you know, it's along that those lines. Uh, the, interestingly, there is a, you know, the Children of Adam. I don't know if you remember them from, they live in the um, the big deserted wasteland at the bottom of the map in the main game. You encounter them when you're looking for Virgil at the start of the game. Anyway, so, yeah, they're, they're weirdos, and they're like mutants who absorb radioactivity. So they're okay. kind of set up on this new island as well. And, yeah, it's an interesting little, um, again, you know, in the same way as Fallout New Vegas had the coming together of the different, you know, the Powder Gangers and Kaisar's Legion and the New California Republic and all these different groups. Um, so too is that happening on Far Harbor. There's the humans, there's the synths, there's the children of Adam, and it's like, how are they all going to coexist or not? So. How many hours have you put into it? Not much into the DLC yet. I mean, this Fallout mm-hmm. 4 playthrough I've put in a bunch, but this DLC I'm just sort of getting started on it. So, eh, Sweet. Or two. Yeah. I think if I was to do the DLC, I would start the game again. Oh yeah, well that's exactly what I'm doing, so... Because it's done. just like, it's not fresh in my mind. Yep. Um, and I just want to start the game again. Yeah, I did. And then I went through the whole thing of the Institute and the Railroad and all that. So Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like another playthrough. So you yeah, know, that sort of thing. I put in some more work on Kingdoms and Castles. Uh, in fact, I got up to 1,000 people. I think last time we talked, I had gotten like 200. And now uh, my main city, my first city is up to 1,000 people. And that's that was impressive to me. I was happy I made it. And it got to a point where I built my walls up so much um, that any dragons that came by would just instantly be slaughtered because there's so many, like, archer outposts on the walls. So, so this was this uh, isometric, sort of cutesy-looking town-building game, it right? Is, that's it the... is, yep, yep. And, you it, you know, like I said last time, it, it's, it combines town-building with some tower defense type stuff because from time to time you will have Vikings show up trying to burn your stuff down and then you will occasionally have dragons flying around which will also burn your stuff down and it's cool because you know the first time the Vikings show up you're probably not going to be ready with much defense um but is it like SimCity Skyrim kind of there's no actual fighting on your part like it's all passive so you don't have mm-hmm. to say, like, go here and fight them. Although you can recruit heroes who will then raise an army. But I haven't really messed with that much. Mostly it's just okay. passive, you know, attacking. Do you towers. still think I would like this game? Uh, I don't know. I think you would. Kingdom because the Castle. fantasy elements are really minor. Uh, and the, yeah. the city building is so good. It's just so well done. It's so cute. And it, it just feels like it makes sense. So I just think it's yeah. really good. And, and I got to 1,000 people. And then, you know... By the time I reached a thousand people, I had mostly cleared away the land that is available to be used on the map, and there's a lot of water. So what mm-hmm. you can do is you can build piers so that you can build on the water. And but of course, when you do that, you can't farm that land. So apparently, what a lot of people do is they, um, on the forums and stuff for the game, 
they will put their people on the piers, but they'll put farms and food, you know, generating spots on the land. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that just seems so weird. I would have to move all the people out of the main <laughs> part of the castle. And yep. I don't know. And of course, in order to feed the people, you need to have markets near them and granaries and all that. So you can't just move the houses and that solves the problem. It has to, you have to move other things with the houses. Um, so whatever. I don't know. I, I don't think I want to mess with it because apparently there's like five hidden achievements. And so I got an achievement when I, when I made it to a thousand people, apparently the other achievements are 2000, 3000, 4000, 5000. <laughs> and I don't think I really okay. have an interest in doing that. Cause I'm just like, no. whatever. I, at a certain point it's like, okay, this is just, I don't know, nitpicking and fine tuning the mess. And I just, so I started a new city and I started all over again. That's the that's the satisfying thing though. I was thinking yeah. about um, city skylines and I was yeah. enjoying it, but I like I just can't be arsed with the city I've already made. Right, right. So I was thinking about just starting again because yeah. that's the fun part. It's the challenge. Uh, I mean, a lot of games have that problem of like you know once you reach a certain point, you know, it's the same with Minecraft. Like once you build a house for yourself, prison or, architect is the same as well. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. get it going to a certain size. It's like okay, now what? It's called end game content. And now what? a lot of games don't do such a great job with it, but whatever. Nope. Anyway, uh, th- it's great. I mean, Kingdoms and Castles is definitely worth the money I spent. I think it's like $10. It's really good, and the devs are updating it all the time, so that's good. I don't really know what they're adding, but I will probably have some more information about that next week. So... I was away from my computer for a week, so obviously, you know, for the first couple of days, I'm like, this is good, this is healthy, I'm glad to get away from video games, I, it's it's good to take a break every now and then, but after the third day, I was like, I need to play some games, what do they have on the iOS these days? And, so, first of all, I went back to Fallout Shelter, which of course is a very good game, and I played that for a little while. Um, there's a Farmville city building mm, oh my God. Uh, thing. It's not my. It's not called Farmville. It's called Township, but it's it's basically okay. Farmville, but more you build the city as well. And I've got back into the Simpsons tapped out thing. Yeah, I looked in that. I mean, that's so big and it's kind of clunky. Like it takes a while to load it, you know. Um, yeah, it does. That's why I stopped playing it last time. But I, I could have gone back to that. I thought about it. But the other thing is with Township. And I felt like this a little bit with The Simpsons, too. Like, I don't know. Some of the fun of Kingdoms and Castles is just, like, you have a few types of blocks, and you arrange them in lots of different ways in order to build your city. And you just keep building it, and you keep expanding. You get access to some new blocks, but it's not like you constantly have new stuff to deal with. But I feel like with Township and with The Simpsons game, it's like so much of it is along this preordained path. Like, first you're going inst- to put this down, and then you're going to build this, and then you're going to build that. And, I don't know, I like building cities where I, they don't make me choose that path. You know what I mean? I get to decide how I want to do it. Um, so, I mean, Township's yeah. fun, and it's free. But, A, they're always hucking you to buy stuff, and, B, it felt very robotic. Like, there wasn't a lot of choice in terms of what I was going to do. So. Yeah, the Simpsons stuff that is very li- linear. Yeah. You know, it doesn't let you do whatever you want. You have yeah. to build whatever's next. Right. I mean, Fallout uh, Shelter, I think, is pretty open. You know, like you can build whatever you want. I mean, okay, granted, yeah, yeah it's like, okay, now you can unlock the sick bay, and so obviously you're going to build that. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff you have to do along the way as well. So, I don't know. 
Um, mm. I should also say that before I left, uh, because I got so into Kingdoms and Castles, I also reloaded Banished because this game is obviously a remake much more cutesy, much more streamlined, much more simple, but the same basic concept is Banished. Uh, so I played some more Banished, and God, that game is difficult. Like, it's all about, you know, making small adjustments to things, and then three years later, what you adjusted back here is going to have an impact in terms of plague, and all your citizens die because of the plague. So or Remind me what Banished is. So Banished yeah. is you have, like, ten people who show up in the middle of nowhere, and you have to... It's a city-building game. It's a lot like Kingdoms oh, of Castle, yeah. but it's much more, yeah. like... I don't know, um, intricate. You know, whereas Kingdoms and Castles says you plant a farm, that's it, that's one tile, it's a farm now, and somebody automatically goes and farms it. With Banished, you have this chart of like all the people you have and which jobs they have, and you have to gather all the wood and the rock and stuff, and then you have to have someone make tools, and you have to have someone become a teacher so that they can teach the kids, so that when they grow up, then they can become better workers, and you have to have somebody as a forester, and you have to have... It's just... It's really intricate, and it's really punishing. And yeah. it can be very satisfying if you get a thriving community out of that. But so often, you know, like the first time I went back to play it again, it, it, I had no homes for my people. So I got to a certain point, and I realized, like, oh, I need to build houses for these people so that the, they would move out of the you know, all living together, and therefore they would get scrumpy, and then they'd have kids, and then they'd have the, you know, the kids would grow up. So the population would keep growing well instead i ended up with a whole bunch of old people who just kept dying and so the village just basically <laughs> died off because they you know nice. I, I got started too late in having kids okay so i started over and that's all you can really do is like start over okay so i started over and this time i i ran out of food because I, they were having kids but i wasn't planting enough farms to go along with it so it was just like starvation. So-and-so has died of starvation. There's no one to replace them. So-and-so died of starvation. I'd be like, damn it. And, of course, you plant more farms, but you need people to be farmers. Well, they're all dying of starvation. So what can I do? So it's just it's that kind of thing of just like, uh, and I needed to plan 10 years ahead in order to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. So you Sounds know, like you, real life to me. Yeah, I guess. Who needs real life in a video game? Exactly. But, you know, the crazy thing is that you go, you know, and then you go online to look for, like, help for playing Banished. And it's all like, okay, here's what you got to do. You do this and this and assign two farmers to that. And there are, like, websites which will calculate the best ratio for how you make your orchard in terms of where the arrangement of the trees is going to be and all that stuff. And I'm just like, there's a lot of bookkeeping in this game, really. So yeah, it's like real life. Yeah, and I mean, like <laughs> yeah, I said, but it's two different types of people, though, isn't there? Some people like all those systems and yeah. the realistic approach, and then other right. people just like I don't know, put a thing here, and then then it's a farm. So yeah, exactly. I think I'm more on the just simple fly, simplified. Yeah. I mean, to me, this just looks like a more complex version of kingdoms and castles. Oh yeah, right. well, they, it, is. it is. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So I that's mean, exactly what it is. It's a more realistically looking complex version of that game. Well, th- it's <laughs> okay. the other way around because Banish came out first. But anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the thing again, like once I get a village going, like it's actually really satisfying because you see them going to their jobs and they're harvesting the crops, and so there's enough food and people are happy and they're healthy because you got a herbalist going around getting medicine and i mean it's just like yeah this is all working this is beautiful and then something will go wrong and like everyone starts dying and you're just like no 
and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, oh. So do you get diseases like the plague and stuff like oh, that yeah. happens? Oh, and... yeah, absolutely. And your your fields can succumb to, you know, pestilence and so that all the crops are bad. And, yeah, exactly. So it's just like... Oh, that's quite cool. It's exhausting. It's cool, but it's not something I would... Because I'm, I'm guessing you've got to invest a lot of time you, into it. You do. I, I mean, a lot of time, maybe, I guess. It's just... It depends on how much you want to do with it, you know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just it's 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 a very specific kind of game, I'd say. I would like something maybe in between Banished and Kingdoms. And Kingdoms. I mean, it's kind of I mean these games now that are coming out like that are the kind of evolution of populace, aren't they? These are yeah, sure. taking it a step further because oh. they're sort of doing all of the population stuff, but they're also adding in all these other complex rules that you have to follow. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's an evolution of SimCity because it's not just you're going to build the stuff and then watch this. St- I mean, you know, you're managing a lot more than just where the buildings are. Yeah. So anyway, back to the iOS thing. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 the beautiful find, and I'd found this before, but I hadn't played it much. There's a game called flow. Flow. F L O W. Yeah. And it starts off really, really basic and it gets really, really complicated. So the idea is you have a grid, and the earliest ones are like five by five, and they might have four colored dots, pairs of dots, and you have to connect the red with the red, the yellow with the yellow, blue with the blue, and the orange with the orange. Oh, yeah, I've played this. Yeah, I've played this as well. I got so addicted to it, and I reached a point where I was playing it so much, there's a time trial mode, and I'd be like, four minutes, go. And it would be like... I did like 60 levels in four minutes. I got it to the point where I was doing like five seconds per level because I would just wow, be like, boop, 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 boop. yeah. You could just visualize it, could you? Could just you were in the zone. It, it was in the zone. It wasn't even visualizing. It was just like I could look at one pair of dots and without looking at anything else on the board, I'd be like, oh, I know that has to go out here. Okay, and that that one's gonna go along the outer edge, and then this one's gonna go along the inner edge, and like you just get used to the patterns. And like, okay, I need to make room for this path too. But once you get to like, I was doing some that were like 12 by 14 and there were just like 10 different sets of dots. And it was just like so complicated. And as soon as I'd start making a path, I'd be like, no, wait, that can't be right. Cause there's an extra dot over here and I can't leave it by itself. So it was weird to me how into it I got. And uh, yeah, it's a really well-made game. And if anybody's looking for a good, I'd say this is probably my favorite game on the iOS at this point, even yeah, though it's it very good simple game. and ridiculous. It's yeah. Well no, I've got into it. I played it. It's it's good. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I've been playing, yo. Is that what you've been playing, yo? That's what I've been playing, yo. Yo. Yo, yo. Uh, well, I'll I'll go next because I can see Chini's not played a lot. Fuck I'll, you. Uh, I'll, <laughs> well, you haven't, have you? Let's be honest. Here. You've not played a lot, have you? Really? Fuck you. I know it's true. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's. Hey, I'll hey, get hey, Stu, 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 Stu. Yes, yes, yeah. Fuck yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so get me out of the way. Um, I think I've come across the next game I'm going to Twitch stream because when you think of the weird and shit game, this this is right up there. I mean, seriously up there. Okay, I need um, to teach you how to do the restream thing so you can stream to YouTube if you're going to will, uh, yeah, start you need to streaming let... again because it's easy. And okay, just let the reason I did tell you is because you fuckers don't bother. I so. do. Well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't. Yeah, so I've, I've been playing a Japanese game called Hateful Boyfriend. What? And 
I don't even know how to begin to describe this game, really. Well, begin. Oh, I know what this is. Is it a first-person shooter? You're the first human to go to a school for pigeons. What? And, yeah, no, this is this is a game. Here and you, have, you have Here me at school hear me for out. pigeons. Hear me out. Right. And you have to date another pigeon. So you no, have to I date, really well, don't. not another pigeon, because you're a human, but you've got a, you're a human who has to date a pigeon. I really don't have mm-hmm. to date a pigeon. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And... There's there's multiple playthroughs apparently. There's lots of branching story paths and lots of different things can happen depending on who you hook up with. You, you can know fuck I mean? a pigeon. You can fuck two pigeons. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but it's interesting. At the beginning, it gives you some choices when you start the game. You can either have a human representation of the pigeon or bird because they're not all pigeons. There's, there's different birds in this school. There are some doves. I'm sorry. At uh, any point, does anybody explain? Here's why a human being is going to a school for pigeons. I don't know. I don't know. You, you just go with the flow, man. It's Japanese. No, that's really what don't. you do. You, you just accept it. You just accept it. That's, you what, accept that's what happens. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, you basically... So, if you turned into a pigeon stew, you wouldn't no, no, go... You're... Why... The... No, hear me out. All right, go. If you Sorry, turned go into a pigeon... Yeah, yeah. If you just woke yeah. up and went, stew, you're a pigeon now. Yeah. Right? At no point would you say, well, how's that happened then? What? Why... You would just be like, well, it's Japanese, isn't it? You just gotta, you just gotta accept the fact that I'm a pigeon now. You know, that's pretty much it. You've just gotta accept it. So you wouldn't, that's... you wouldn't question it if you turned into a pigeon in real life. In real life, I might think that was a bit odd. Mm-hmm. Was a bit odd. But you basically, you don't turn into a pigeon. You're still a human in a pigeon school. So there's still a lot of questions within that sentence that I need to ask. <laughs> go, go for it. Go. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> so, How did you become a pigeon? You're not a pigeon. You're not a pigeon. You're a yeah. human. Like you your English. No, you're a human. <laughs> in a pigeon. 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 That's how yeah. I remember to spell pigeon when That's I was a right. kid. Was pigeon. Pigeon. Uh, Go on so then, yeah, you, Carry you're on. Basically a Tell human us more in about a the pigeon school. fucking game. Yeah. Now. I'll be honest, I'm not far into it. I've only just got going. I've only uh, but I've met a few the, pigeons I've so met far. a few of the teachers. Now, the are teachers they? aren't pigeons, so they're, they're different birds. So one's like a partridge, for instance. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Listen so to yourself, are, dude. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. I'm really confused. Uh, and like I say, you can have a human picture of the personality of the pigeons. So you get a bit of a like an anime-type character as, a, as the pigeon, so you know what sort of person they are. You know, you can judge it then, because you can see them as a person. Um, yeah, it's it's Japanese. And, and I'm really it was, confused. It was cheap. I didn't pay very much for this it. This sounds I'm like the, the ultimate, like, we're just going to be the most bizarre game ever. Yeah. I know, the person that's playing this on the stream that I've picked has named their character Buttbag. Buttbag. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, is it, well... Obviously, because it's Japanese, it uses your surname first. Right. Uh, so I've obviously done Randall Flag, which is what I do in every single game where I can name yeah. my character. His name you know, is, is Bag Butt. It's just that it yeah, so it's really Bag Butt. Um, so yeah, so it's always Flag Randall. You know, oh, the whimsical fun. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I, I'm going to I'm going to stream some of this and let people in on the uh, excellence that is. is oh yeah, I'm sure you get. Butt. Thousands of viewers. <laughs> I think I will. I think people are going to love this game. I, mean, mm-hmm. I will give some, you know, some commentary as I'm, I'm playing it. Obviously, I did no commentary at all hardly today playing Tacoma because I was the first time I played it. 
Um, but yeah, we hate full boyfriend. I'm sure I'm going to have some commentary as I'm, I'm playing along uh, with this game. Uh, Tacoma, obviously, we've we've already spoken about uh, this this game, which is is pretty good. But I'll obviously I'll, I'll, I'll say Tacoma. So there's no real reason I'll to even it. mention it again. Yeah, I'll say a bit more about it next week when Duke's finished it and we can discuss it a bit further. Yeah, please, um, please do. Now, as you know, as you well, as you know, but the listeners probably don't know, but I've shared my Steam library with you and you've shared your Steam library with me. Yeah, boy. Uh, so there's some library sharing. Oh, my um, God, have you played PUBG? So, so Chini's got PUBG, so I thought, you know, why not? Why not? Let's do, let's do this. Let's go PUBG. So... <laughs> So anyway, I, uh, I installed I installed the yeah piggy on we get it. I installed the, there was none of those in PUBG, so I installed the PUBG yeah. and I thought you know let's see how my rig does with the PUBG because obviously I've heard all this these problems I'm guess that people not are having. very well. So anyway, I loaded up and it, and it defaulted to high settings for some reason. What? So I thought oh, I don't know I'll just leave it. So I just left it to let it do its thing and. It kind of spawns you before you you jump out of the plane, doesn't it? In a map, so there's so yeah, there's yeah. shit going down. Did you turn the voice uh, thing off? It's near the picnic tables. The voice thing? What voice thing? Did you turn like like everybody's voice off? No, voice I didn't hear anyone to planes. be fair. Oh, because usually you hear like the worst things imaginable when there's a hundred people imagine. on the internet talking all in the same room so this so this is how it went right so uh, so uh, so i spawned in in the world and obviously it says match starting in however many seconds so i'm waiting and then then i was in an airplane you know and it looks okay it didn't there was a bit there was a bit of lag going on you know when i was turning or every now and again it would do a little jitter so i probably do need to turn the settings down for, for it to run smoother um but yeah so uh, so i sort of got, you know was in the plane and then it says you know Press F. Yeah, we know back. how the game works, Stu. You don't have to explain oh, the I concept don't. of I've being in the plane and then jumping out of the plane. Well, we've explained I found a gun. all that. You I just need to, to the, just tell, tell us what happened. Yeah. So, so I jumped out of the plane, right? And then it's like, um, you know, press whatever uh, F again or whatever it is for the oh parachute. My oh, my God. You, are you joking? Just, just shut up. And then I was and over I an island. Talking? No. So Just get to the point where you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Right? Skip so ahead float- a bit. So I'm floating down there. I can see it, and already people are dying. It's like 94 players left. 93 oh, players. Yeah. That's, that's 92 yeah. players left. That happens. Uh, then the video went off, so what? I could hear stuff but not see anything. Oh no! And I was like, yeah, this isn't good. And then I got a blue screen. Oh. And. And but luckily it didn't reset my PC. It just crashed the game. Yeah, fuck this game. I'm done. Wow. So, nice. So you didn't even land. I didn't even land before it crashed. Damn, my that's even shorter playtime than Antonio. You should take this off the screen, Chinny. Just put a blue screen of death up. Because that's what happened. Yikes. So yeah. sorry. I didn't. I didn't even get to get shot in the head or it with a frying pan or anything. Wow. So. Yeah, fuck PUBG it's shit. Oh. Damn. Yeah, I'll it's tell you what, you stick with your, your pigeon. You yeah, it's your not as good as the then. pigeon fucking game. Yeah. They need to sort that shit out before they start putting fucking crates in it. That's what they need to do. Wow. Uh, uh, well, it works for me, so... Yeah, works well, for me just barely. What it would do. Uh, so, yeah, so, so I played that. And then tonight, only tonight, I've started playing a very cheap horror game uh, set in 80s UK. Which is called Bomb Bomb. Uh-huh. Not those sweets. 
yeah, I guess. I don't think that's what it's based on, though, because Bon Bon is a giant rat. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, what is it with you and the what, what vermin this? games? It's, it's not vermin. You play a toddler, so it's kind of a bit among the sleepish. I'm sorry. So you a play... rat is not a vermin? Yeah, it is a vermin, but it's it's kind of a giant rat. It's not like a tiny little thing. It's, it's a big, giant, sort of six-foot rat. I'm so confused. Yeah. Well, it's a horror story, and it's obviously presumably what the boy's imagining. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, girl, for that matter. But you're playing as a toddler. Uh, now, the only stream I could find, and there is literally just one stream... Um, yeah, he's a, there's a guy in it, unfortunately. But there you go. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But um, yeah, it's 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 a bit. I like the presentation. I mean, it looks great, and it you know if you were brought up in the eighties, this is what an eighties house looked like exactly. The, the toy, the dog toy that he just picked up in the stream. I remember having one of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I had that dog toy. There's lots of cool sort of nods to the eighties. You know, there's like space hopper in the garden. There's there's the i mean i don't know whether we'll get as far as the carpet in the living room in, in this clip because it takes a while to do the first bits of it um but yeah the the sort of living room is typical 1980s carpet and an old you know one of those electric bar fires and it really evokes like memories from from being brought up in that era but yeah there's, there's this weird giant rat and it's it's kind of a collecting game, so I'm not too impressed at the moment, to be honest. Sorry, with is the, the rat the your is, is the rat your friend? Is it an enemy? Not too sure. He's he's there, but he's he's quite intimidating, and he it is quite creepy. I've got to say, and he just sort of stands and makes weird rat-like noises and looks at you. Can you give me an example of those rat-like noises? There's just like you know, um, I don't know. It's just like. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? He makes funny noises. I don't that know. That's beautiful. Okay. Um, and it's quite jumpy. There's been a couple of jump scares. Been a couple of jump scares. No, 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 you, no, can no. The, you can so see apparently the rat. rats do this to go and just you. There's the rat. There's the rat. That's what they do. Here, this is also what the rats sound like. I don't. You see. Exactly. So yeah, you can you can see the rat there. You can see the rat. He's a big fat rat. He is a very big rat. He's a very big rat. But some weird shit happens and big fucking fatty fucking fucker. Fatty fucking fucker. But the (laughs) the physics the physics are excellent. I've got to say the physics model they used in this game is very very realistic. So I like that. Um, But the actual mechanics are weird because you have to throw everything. So you can't walk with something once you pick it up. No, no. You have to pick it up and throw it to get it to where you need it to go. Well, things so, are heavy, so... I know, but it's like the first thing you've got to do is throw four balls inside the house to get to the next part of the game. Then when you get inside the house, you've got to pick up eight toys and put them in a box, which takes ages. It's like, I just want to walk to the box. Can I Can I just walk to the box with this very tiny no. toy? I know, exactly. No, you've got to throw it. And you just and... fuck a pigeon straight away in your pigeon <laughs> fucking game? No. You gotta By the way, it. I, I don't think that is a rat. It's a hamster, Stu. Stop. It's a rat. He said, no, no, no. It's a special kind of hamster. It's filigree Siberian hamster. Only one in shop. He makes special price, only five pounds. Ah, it's funny because he's kind of a racist character. Ah, uh, faulty towers. He it can. was the 80s or some shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. I like to say I've only played it for about probably about half an hour. Yeah, so I, I imagine it's not going to be a very long game, but it is extended by the fact you have to do very tedious tasks to oh get. Oh my god, the rat just fucking gave you a ball. I know, I know, it's creepy. Like I said, it's, it's pretty bloody creepy. He does weird stuff all the time. Okay. So mm. yeah, so there you go, bomb bomb. Uh, it's on itchy itchy io. Is it itchy io? And it it literally was one pound eighty. That's all this game cost. Right. It looks and like it's, it's, it's worth every in, penny. It's, it's well, it seems worth it for one pound eighty at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, and it looks good. It's done in Unreal Engine, and they've, they've, like I said, they've done a great job of recreating what an eighties house looks like. So I'm, I'm <laughs> I pretty had impressed. Rats like that in the eighties. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the USA, yeah. it'd be different, I guess. No, but in, yeah, in the 80s, rats there used to be a giant USA. giant rat standing in the corner of <laughs> yeah, my living every, room. Yeah, every living room. <laughs> you know. But it, it's very cool. I mean, the details, the attention to detail is really great. And really Mark, great. what's that, that weird rat in the corner for? Well, first Can of I... all, I'm deaf, Mike, so don't shout, Mom, because I can't hear. Second of all, <laughs> don't worry about the rat. It's fine. Yeah, the, the giant imaginary rat is good. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, talking of the 80s, by the way, uh, we've, start, we've started watching Glow. Have you seen this? No, I saw it on the thing, but I didn't bother with it. It's good. It's good. But what was very cool, because I, I was saying to Kate, because a bit like Stranger Things, I said, you know, what, they must have spent ages amassing all this stuff from the 80s to put into this TV show, you know, or, to make it as authentic as possible. Or, you know, the, the, prop, the, cars. or the prop people just made new ones. No, no, I mean, but even getting, like, original 80s VHS players and all that sort of stuff, or you know, just, like, loads of new ones. But, but this is what the coolest thing is on, on the, I think it was episode four that we were watching. Yes. And they go to see another, they go to see a wrestling match, and after the match, they go backstage, you know, to speak to the wrestler. Yes. What are you talking about? It's a, it's a television show called Glow. All right, okay. It's about, it's about female wrestling. Goodbye. But listen, <laughs> listen. So. I'm off. So, no, listen, up. they jumped out of so the plane, to, and it said, press F to release uh, the parachute. So they go to, to the guy's dressing room, and on the door is a wrestling poster with Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks on it. Dude. And I'm like, how cool that they've got a British poster on the back of the door. Oh, and it was like because it was something to do with your name. Well, no, I mean, it's an American, obviously, setting, but... And they presumably wouldn't even have a, a British poster, but the fact they've got an, an original, presumably British poster from the 80s of a giant haystacks versus Big Daddy match, you know, with the full bill on it, I was like, how cool is that? Where the fuck did they get that from? Oh, or you know, maybe they, they made one. So it's cool, anyway. I, I definitely recommend Glow if you want I'm to you uh, like it. have watched, a laugh. It's very, we watched very the fun. new Jessica Williams movie called The Amazing Jesse, Jenny Jones or whatever it is, and. Um, they have a scene where she get, they go roller skating. So I thought of you, Stuart. I love roller skating. I've not been for about a year now. Well, not if been you watch this movie, you might have some vicarious enjoyment of roller skates. I know. I need to go, though, but it's like Millie just doesn't want to go anymore. She just wants to go to the park. Or did did you house. force Millie to play any video games she didn't want to play this week? No, she's on holiday. She's in Crete. Ah. She's not here. She's she's away with a friend and a friend's mum and dad. She just don't want to be around you. Like, come on, play more yeah. Portal 2. She's just uh, down the road. What, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Shut up. We're playing what, more of this. Um. So yeah, she's on holiday. She's still away for another week yet. So she's not back till 
this Saturday coming. Dude. So, yeah. She's had a nice holiday with a friend. It's very hot. 37 degrees there today. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty steaming. Pretty steaming. Um, and that's it for me. So there you go. Uh, yeah, film, uh, film, not film recommendation, but a TV recommendation is Glow. Um, and I also went to watch Dunkirk this week on Chinny's recommendation. Oh, yeah. It's very good. Isn't it? Very good. Well, it's weird because there's not really a story. It's yeah, there is. Shut up. Really, it's just kind of what happens. Which well, is cool. That's a story, you did. <laughs> There's know, no it's story. Like, it's just kind of what it, happens. It's not a traditional narrative, shall we say? Well, that's Chris Nolan. Yeah, and it, I love the way. Obviously, as Chris Nolan always does, I love the way he manipulates time. He fucks um, around with everything. He fucks around with everything. He does. Fuck imagine, with imagine everything. trying to book like a fucking, you know, just having a barbecue with Chris Nolan. He's like, well, I'll get there tomorrow. Which means yesterday. Look, Chris, just book yourself in. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you coming? What's going on? Also, get out of my house. But yeah, I'm what are you doing here? Uh, yeah. But yeah, very cool. Very clever. So yeah, I'm very impressed. So um, yeah, that's it for me. So over to you, Chinny. Yeah, I'm playing video games. I, play, I haven't played PUBG for a while because, you know, it's stuff and things. Um, um, but I'm playing a game on my Dirty 30, which is called... Bioshock. Dude, Bioshock. Uh, the last time I played Bioshock was, get this, 10 years ago. Holy crap. Uh, you forget how old that game is, don't you? The game came out in 2007, August, or might be September, actually. But it came around about this time, 10 years ago. I played the demo, then I played the game as soon as it came out. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I haven't played it since. I uh, played Infinite, but, you know, what? I didn't play too. And uh, it's on my Dirty 30 because it's um, I've got the Bioshock collection, you know, the whole Bioshock collection thing. Yes. And I put it on my Dirty 30. So I thought there's not much I can say about fucking Bioshock because, um, you know, it's Bioshock. But I did think, well, it might be worth talking about if it holds up or not. Would you kindly tell us if it holds up or not? Uh, Would you kindly pick up the radio, you feckin' fucking feck? Um, uh, and I, I, I the, the game definitely holds up in 2017. Yeah, it is still great. It's fantastic, and playing this game makes you realise how fucking inf- influential it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to imagine now, but there wasn't many, if any, games with audio logs. In them. Yeah, it's true. Bioshock was one of the very, very it was. first. I mean, I, re- I remember it being one of the first, but also what I, I think is kind of cool about it now when you, because obviously I've been back and played this. Um, the difficulty level, I think this is quite a difficult game to play compared to a lot of stuff you get now. I, I think games have definitely got easier. Yeah, it is a little bit more difficult, but it's not that because that hard because it puts you in a re- revitalizing chamber, so it doesn't really matter if you die. Like the, the whole thing about dying doesn't really no i remember i remember when i played this the first time realizing about halfway through it might not even been that far in just to let yourself die if you were getting killed rather than use up your health things yeah it wasn't a big deal but anyway uh yeah so bioshock uh does hold up it holds up really well i remember the first picking up an audio log 10 years ago playing this game and it blew my mind you know what i mean i was like wow no acting was really good in it now you pick up an audio log in fucking every game, right? Yeah. What was the last game that I played? And it had audio logs in it. Oh, yeah, re- fucking Recore. Recore, Adam, right? And, like, 
I don't give a fuck about them. They're stupid. <laughs> um, but like Bioshock did it, and it did it really well. It's the first. Those are the first ones to do it properly anyway. Like the first time I've ever, ever seen it done really well. First time I saw it. There might be some guy out there going, actually, there was in System Shock. And System Shock was the game fire. Um, but forget about that guy. Fuck him. That guy sounds so, like he's got problems. Even uh, influences on probably Tacoma. Uh, when you see, so I don't know how you see the, is it like a sort of holograph, sort of weird sort of. No, ghost? they're like coloured coloured people. No, I don't mean, but they're sort of We like know what you mean. Or- not yeah, black blue, people. or yellow, or green. They're just sort of weird. As silhouettes. In, I forgot about this, but in Bioshock, you see a lot of that shit. You see like a lot of what was that game where you walking around Staffordshire or some shit? Oh, everybody's gone to the Rapture. Yeah, it's that kind of shit. You know, where you see sort of ghosts of like the past. Um, and I completely forgot about that. And you see a lot of that in Bioshock. And again, that probably touched a lot of games that we play today. Um, yeah, the game's the game's brilliant and it holds up really, really well. Rapture's just as interesting. Uh, now, obviously, I'm playing it and I know about the whole "Would you kindly" uh, thing, which so it's the first time I've sort of played it and known about that. And he does say it a lot. Yo, yo, you hear it all the time. You hear it all the time, and I'm just at a point now where I think I'm enjoying it like more than the first time I played it. If that if that's possible, because. Oh, yeah. I suppose the first time I played it, I knew it was going. It was a great game, and I was enjoying it. Um, but I suppose I didn't realise back then how big of a game it was going to be. Like Bioshock, when you think about it, Bioshock has changed a lot of video games how they are today. Just the, it was probably one of the first games where you know, like the world was so well realised, and the and Rapture was the was the was the you know the protagonist really that was that was the place where you you know where you were and it was it spoke to you and it it was the host of of the whole game and it and it was just so enticing um and then you just had this weird structure of like it's linear but then it's not um yeah fantastic and it, it still and it, looks pretty good as well i've got to say it holds uh, yeah, well this is the re this is the remastered version so it's a little bit prettier but yeah i mean it's it's uh it, the only thing i would say slightly dated is how the controls work um yeah with the, you, the left with, right triggers wasn't it yeah so you got your le- you got your plasmids or whatever they are tonics tonic water i don't know uh in the left hand so you got your electrics and shit and you're going in the right hand, and uh, the only thing, it's just weird that you can't sort of reload your Eve power, which is your, you know, your magic spells. Do you know what I mean? So you can't really reload that. It's just when it's empty, he just refills it himself, which is really fucking annoying when you're in combat. Yeah. Um, apart from that, the game's pretty fucking good, and I absolutely love it. I think I, what I remember most about this game was, was one, the demo, which was one of yeah. the best demos ever released. Which, is, which ends point. where it's on the, on the screen now. This, that's yeah, where does. the demo ends, where all the people it are It was just brilliant. Um, uh, the other thing I remember, prior to it coming out, there was a lot of sort of videos of the water physics that they, they, they were introducing and how oh, yeah. cool all the water looks and everything, which yeah. I was like, yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Obviously, the would, would you kindly moment, everybody remembers that who's played yeah. it. And if, right. if there's anybody listening to this who hasn't played this game, I'll be absolutely amazed. Is it, yeah, it, it's it's a game that, that changed video games forever. Um, and it's just so weird to play a game that was so influential on everything. Um, 
And uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I knew it was a great game, uh, and I really enjoyed it when you played it. But I, I'm, I'm only just realising how great it was. I think so. That the second time playing it, I'm like, fuck me, this did so many things that like I didn't realise. And um, yeah, it's just really good. The few things that they've added to the collector's version is a director's commentary, uh, which I really like. Uh, so they've added like a. Um, you know, look, now and again, you can find these reels and they're, they're usually sort of pretty well hidden. I found one by melting some ice uh, and they're uh, Jeff Keighley because he fucking gets everywhere, doesn't he? And um, Ken Levine and another dude just talking about the game, just riffing about the game, just saying like, hey, like, this is when we figured this shit out and fuck this and the controls are so shit and difficult to work out. Uh, and they spent months doing that. Um, so I really like director's commentary on, on DVDs and stuff. I, that's the one thing I miss about watching everything on, on Netflix and shit, is that you don't get director's commentary. And uh, so you do get a bit of that. And um, there's a museum in the game where you get to see all the fucked up versions of things that they made. Like So the splices were very, very different. They were like monsters when they first made the game. Uh, and that it took them a long, long time to realise that, hey, it's just kind of cooler if they're human. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just... I, th- it's, I, think, I think this game did so many things. And it's like, for instance, one of the things I also remember was Ken Levine doing a demo of the game when he first, you know, when it was due to be coming out. And he just left the character stood there doing nothing. And the splices did their own thing. So they sort of... The spl- some splices just appeared from randomly and killed this character yeah. when he was... Because because they sort of had their own sort of random algorithms where they could sort of just do their own thing. They they weren't really on set patterns or controlled in any way. There was just so many things. And the other the other thing I also remember about the game was that it was that one of not only the best demo but one of the best trailers, which was just brutal. The the, you remember the original trailer where the freaking the the drill comes through his chest yeah uh, in his back and out of his chest. It was just this amazing trailer where it's just like I just want to play this game. And yeah. uh, it pretty much lived up to all expectations apart from the final bit. The very, very the last boss, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's great. This game's great. I wasn't, it's as weird as it sounds, like I wasn't sort of looking forward to playing it. Not in like uh, like dreading it. I, it was just one of those games on my list that I wasn't really like that bothered about playing. I just knew I had it in my backlog of like games that I own. And I was like, man, I've got all that collection. And I, and I, I never tried Bioshock 2, so... I was like, yeah, it's like a game. Bioshock 2 is like a game that I ignored existed when it came out. And I just feel like I need to play one again to just refresh myself. Uh, so I didn't miss out on Bioshock 2. And I, I do have the, all the sort of Minerva's Den shit as well, uh, which I believe is... Isn't that the person that made Gone Home? Minerva's Den? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it is. I'm not sure it's Fulbright, but I know that they... No, no, it's not Fulbright, but like it's the dude... I yeah, no, that's well, the, but it's Fulbright who made Tacoma, but that, the guy who I don't know whether that's where he went or what what he founded afterwards. Well, you could be right. I know he did go on to do something. The Minerva yeah. Den people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah. but but you know what? Bioshock Two is a game you you refuse to accept existed. So yeah. I'll be interested to see what you think of it because it's actually pretty good. It was yeah. it was pretty good, honestly. It's better than that. I think it'll be better than you're expecting. Uh yeah, probably I don't know. Um, but whatever, it's fine. I don't know. Who cares? What? Where were you? Where are we? Anyway, Bioshock is fine. Uh, it's a good game. 
it's uh, it's a game. That's me done. It is a game, and that's it. That's you done. So that's it for for what we've been playing this week. I guess that's it, pinball. Uh, yeah. So it's time for some news. Putting news first. All right. Okay. Um, Xbox One, Spotify app, finally on its way. Uh, nobody cares. Uh, Steam has seen 27 million um, new users since January 2016. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. That's a lot of people. And then it also goes to show... You know, and I know we talk about this a lot, and you, you know, everyone's like, you know, PC Master Race and all that bollocks. Um, but I do feel like it's starting to show how much more accessible PC gaming now is, you know, and how, how easier it is for people to get a gaming rig and not get, you know, worried about games not going to run or shit's going to happen. And don't get me wrong, that shit still happens. But PUBG for life. PUBG. Uh, like it did to me today when I went, fuck PUBG, because that game's shit and it doesn't work. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's very cool to see that stuff's happening, and it's, it's nice in this article that 17% of those are in China, Japan, and Korea. So they're, they're going, fuck consoles, fuck the Switch, I'm getting on PC, baby. PC for swing. life. The pendulum always swings, though, Stuart, I'm afraid. Uh, and I feel like it's just swinging to the PC at the moment, and then it'll swing back. So, I don't know, doesn't really... Maybe. It's non- non-news... I mean, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure of the influence of the Xbox One X or whether that'll do what they're expecting it to do, or that'll attract some of those well, like, potential. Well, do shit in China. Well, that's what I think. I don't. You know, they're obviously trying to compete with the PCs out there because that's what they're doing. Uh, but whether people are gonna go, ah, oh, do you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for that or not. I don't really know. So it'll be interesting mm. to find out. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, Titanfall Two. Uh, he's on uh, EA and the EA Access thing. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they've added it to EA Access. And that's pretty good. The new game. Yeah. yeah. So they've, they've gone, do you know what? Let's, okay. let's stick it on fucking Origin and let people okay. play it. Because, it, you know, as we know, one of the ones that I put as a maybe is it, it didn't sell as well as it should have had, said Respawn. That's what they say. So... Um, I can kind of see that, you know. I don't know why. I mean, I played the demo, and it felt tight, and it was pretty cool. But, I don't know, I'm not that into first-person shooters anymore, so I didn't, have, you know, feel the need to buy it. I didn't go, yeah, I'm going to definitely play this now. Uh, last week, developer Butthole announced that it's adding a Crazy Key cosmetic uh, DLC shit thing to PUBG. Uh, although two crates will be free to open, one will require you to purchase a special key. This announcement drew a lot of controversy among welly heads, uh, many of whom objected to early access game getting paid cosmetic DLC. Today, Butthole responded, explaining that it needs to test the system ahead of PUBG's official launch. Uh, in a post on STEM, uh, Brendan, player unknown Green, addressed the criticisms directly by saying, Fuck you. I can't even see you because I'm on a fucking high chair now because I'm fucking rich and you're not. So fuck you. Um, the you're not going to get my pot of gold. The statement by Brendan uh, was respected by all 
and everybody's <laughs> calm the fuck down. So, do you know what though? Do you know what though? People are just never satisfied, are they? I mean, he's made millions and millions and millions of dollars already just by selling the game without adding anything else in. But he's not happy with that. It's still not enough. Oh. All those millions of dollars that we made already, it's just not enough. It's never enough, is it? <laughs> no. So I, for fuck's sake, just, no. go, just accept, right? You're a millionaire now. You don't need any more cash. You've got enough cash. It's about sustainability and scalability. He doesn't need to sustain that it because he's got, he's got a big fat mountain of cash he can sit on. It doesn't matter about profit. It means in, it matters about increasing your profit. Crazy stupid. That's what I mean. If you yeah. want to sell, you know, you. if you sold cosmetic he's, stuff, you'd make half as much money and a lot of people would be much happier. Yeah. But he'll still make millions of dollars without selling cosmetic shit. And it's he not doesn't just need him. to. It's not just him. It's also you know Rocket League and on CS:GO and a lot of other games. Yeah. The crate yeah. system sucks, and I need it to go away. But the only way it's going to go away is if people stop buying keys for the crates. Oh wait, I do that sometimes. Not really, yeah. but kind of. <laughs> You're the problem. Yeah, well. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I just think, I mean, he's a little published. It's not like it. You know, you get it with the EAs of this world and the Ubisofts and you know these big publishers that want to make more caches or, or ring out these things because they've got they have a massive infrastructure. They've got a lot of people who they need to pay money. Do you, do you understand what I mean? But little indie developers, they don't need because they haven't got all those overheads that these big companies have. So, they, they, you know, I, I, not that I accept it or find it acceptable from the bigger publishers, but it, it's kind of more acceptable because... You know, they've, they've got all those extra additional overheads, that you know, like building space and, you know, massive offices and all this shit that they've got to pay for and all this fucking, you know, publicity and all this crap that they pay well, for. Well, maybe they shouldn't but, have all that stuff. No, maybe they shouldn't. But the point I'm making is an indie developer doesn't have any of that shit. So he's purely doing this to get more cash. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't got, he hasn't got all that extra shit to pay for. Oh, this I is do. just more profit. I've never, I don't care. <laughs> Someone said to me, "Oh yeah, PUBG adding keys are fucking." I went, "I don't care." Rocket League added that shit ages ago. I never look at it. I don't care. Yeah. I just play it, and I mean, as long the as thing, it, right. it stays can... out the way, right. I don't care. Right. And it's all cosmetic. That's the thing. Is that especially in PUBG, like. Rocket League, if someone scores or they win the game, you're going to look at their car because the game is going to put their car right in front of you. PUBG, nobody ever looks at each other. I'm ne- I don't ever remember seeing anything noticeable about how anybody else looks in the game. When I so, see another person, I don't go, shit, man. Like, look that at that shirt. Top. That guy's shirt Where is did awesome. He... That hat is on the fleek. Uh, I like saying street words, the that, youth that words. That guy's wrong. shirt is kek AF. That is the keck. Um, <laughs> but you know what they should do, right? Uh, In God. my opinion, what they should do, instead of making you buy crates or... I'm assuming, are these crates going to be actually in the game? So they're Stu, just going to be dotted God, around the map. No. Did you just say buy crates? You don't have any idea how crates work, well, do you? buy keys. Yes, the crates. there you go. What, the crate, whatever. You earn the crates. Whatever. By you know what fucking... I mean, so who gives a shit? Crates no, show up no. on your Stu, Stu, you don't... The crates are not in the game. The crates no, are in the menu. That's all right. But even that's weird. But no, what they should do, if you get in the top 10, why not just give you a reward of a new skin for getting in the top 10? 
Because you can't fucking make money on that shit. No, I know, but that's what I mean. But wouldn't everybody be much happier and go, oh, that's a nice thing for them to do? No, let's charge for keys. It's almost as though the capitalist system encourages a mindset which says enough is never enough. Well, it is that, but also it's like... That's it. That's the end of the discussion. I was just going to say all these millions of people that have supported this guy and got this game to where it is in Steam... I mean, not shatter, but it's just no, like, really oh, let's not... let's try and wring some more money out. He of can you. do what he likes. It's his game. It's I don't know. Uh, I don't know why you get it. You don't even play the game. You don't play it. Well, you know, Chinny, it's see. because he's upset. If they had crates in fuck a pigeon boyfriend, I'm sure he'd love it, <laughs> and he'd be like, ooh, I can have sex with a new kind of bird. Well, oh, you know what? You get a I free strap not... on in the first crate. <laughs> I might not play the game, and I might not have played the game, but I can comment on something that he's adding to it. Yes, you can, but it's a kind of game you don't ever play. So you know, I played that game. It's given me like a hundred odd hours of pure bliss. I don't give a fuck. I mean, look, fuck. as much as I think yeah. the crate system does suck, I, I recognize that I only really pay attention to it in Rocket League because I want to. I want fancy cars. I want a cool explosion when I score a goal. You know, yeah, but it's, I don't pay but attention it's to Rocket League. I don't pay attention in PUBG or fucking Overwatch. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, you don't care, what, what can you we move care? on Just to the next care. story? It's easier. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that. Bollocks. Uh, Anthem Mass Effect Dragon Age designer uh, Corey Gasper has sadly passed away. Oof, that sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, he was a veteran designer uh, and he worked at Bioshock. Uh, Bio, uh, Bioshock, you got Bioshock on the mind, son. And I well, shock on the mind. Yeah, he worked on a lot of uh, quality Bioware games, uh, and sadly he's he's passed away. How he made he? he worked on fucking Torok. Oh, what Dude, a man! Classic. Oh, he also worked on Sonic Chronicles. Well, see, he can't. Well, not all of them are hits, are they? You know. <laughs> well, uh, not everyone can be a hit. How old no, is he? No, but he he did work on Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect Two. He's a level designer there. Mass Effect Three, not the ending. That's on his. That's on his tombstone. Didn't work on the ending of three. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how old he was, but he's obviously a very talented. I don't think he was. I don't think he was very old. And from what I can gather, it was sudden. I don't think anyone. It's not like he'd been ill or something. I think he just. It was quite sudden. So sounds like. I don't know. Is that like Prodigy from Mob Deep? Did I hear a rumor about him? Did you hear a rumor about who? Prodigy from Mob Deep. He did. He died from choking on an egg. What the fuck, man? Life is so what? precious and fragile. <laughs> what? What has that got to do with Corey Gasper? Because this dude died. died suddenly out of nowhere by di- yeah. choking on an egg. Wow. And that is, that is weird a weird way to go. I know, that is a right? weird way to go. I always worry that I'm going to die, like, shitting myself to death or something, or like something really embarrassing. Because, you know, if I, like, say, cured cancer, but I died... By shitting myself to death <laughs> at my funeral, everybody would be like, "He's a, he was a great guy," and he was like, "He did so much for cancer, like he cured it." It's like you know, no one has it anymore because of him. And then right at the back, somebody would be like, "He shat himself up." I mean, what a twat! You know what I mean? So I really worry about that stuff. Um, really worry. What, do you, what do you care you're not even gonna know you'd be dead well I'll tell you that's, what Jenny here's a wikipedia article you need to read right away it's called list of unusual deaths 
Okay, I need to read that. But yeah. it, is, uh, it sounds like this guy was was on fleek because he was uh, <laughs> he was pretty shit hard at designing shit. Um, and he, yeah, that's sad. I mean, I, I never heard of him, but that's yeah, sad. It is, it is very sad. And like like you said, I mean, he's uh, from what we can gather, it's sudden, but we don't really know what, how he died or he's obviously well, very very talented. Very yeah. talented. Yeah. So. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, Rocket League adds a new system that automatically ban people if they use offensive words, which means I will get banned pretty quickly. Well, I think it. I was thinking about this. What are they gonna deem as an offensive word? Is it just? Fuck. Is it? Is it fuck? Because I'm not being funny, but probably every other player who plays Rocket League will say the word fuck from time to time when shit fuck. goes down. So it can't be that, can it? Fuck. Um, there are over 20 words on the list. It won't be made public. I see. I, I can't think what the 20 most offensive words might be. What's the N word? I can think of a couple. I can think of some. We don't, want you, we don't be... need you to list them, Duke. Catherine. Okay. Well, you, I'm trying to help you. You said you can't imagine. No, I'm I know. To... We don't. We don't want to say those offensive words. He's on not the saying podcast. them, is he? I'm only saying oh. whatever. Anyway, the point is, I can see this. I, I I don't think this is what's needed. I think what's needed is for them to go through and actually ban people who do horrible things. That takes people. They're trying to use technology to fix a problem that actually needs the attention of human beings. Because yeah. I'm sick of playing with people who are truly toxic and use these horrible words. But I don't think it's going to do any good to just ban them. You, I mean, to have a computer do it. They need human beings to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't understand this Yakuza shit, so you read that shit, please. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, Yakuza Kiwami is coming out in... It's very What's soon, that? actually. Isn't it? What's Kiwami? What's that? Uh, it's a re... Uh, from what I can remember, it's a remake of the first Yakuza. Okay. Oh, my God. So it's the... In two th- sorry, in 2016, a seven-year-old girl died after being struck by a stone thrown by an elephant from its enclosure at the zoo at Rabat, Morocco. Wow, that oh, is a bit. That is bizarre. Crap. That is pretty bizarre. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Yakuza Kiwami. I know you're not interested, Duke, but you know, no, we'll I carry am on. Not. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami is is coming out, and for the first four weeks, you get. You get free DLC every week uh, if you buy it at, at launch rather than waiting, which, okay. which I think is a pretty good thing. So and, yes. and you know what? If you, you like don't the game, have... if you don't like it, it'd be terrible. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the game's going to be great. I will be getting this day I'm one. Sure but it will. Uh, but here's the interesting <laughs> thing, right? You don't have to buy a key. How weird! How weird oh, is that? Oh, shut up. God, you're going to just so keep anyway. pigeonholing this into everything we talk about. Is it? Is it? Is it a multiplayer game? Uh, no, it's not. So fuck you. Yeah. So anyway, here here we go. So this is what you get on the first week. You get a uh, dragon tattoo, Kiryu's shirtless outfit. You get a toughness emperor, stamina healthy recovery item, uh, trainer plus plus stamina health recovery item, uh, stamina royale. So these are things that you normally buy in the like the mini marts and stuff or the chemists in the game. Uh, a modified model gun, which is a handgun weapon, and a gold plate to sell for cash, which is great. Uh, in the second week, you get a prison escapee. You get a prison outfit. You get extra balance motor, which is a po- pocket circuit part, whatever that is. And you get three of those, or four of those, sorry. And then you get a stone of enduring, which is an item that protects against critical attack once, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and then in the third week, you get a, a new, another new outfit, a black suit outfit. 
and then you get a load more stamina shit, so you get all that stuff. You get a handheld cannon and another platinum plate to sell for cash. And then in the final week, you get uh, another outfit, which is a snakeskin jacket. Uh, then you get some more circuit stuff, whatever the hell that is. And the sacrifice stone, which is an item that protects uh, against dying once. So I think that's pretty cool. So I, uh, I, I, I didn't take in any of that, Stu, I'm afraid. So uh, you get basically you get stuff every week for four weeks. Which okay, is, that's which that's is all you cool. needed to say. End of that. That was brilliant. Thank, well done, Stuart. Well, you're, you're okay. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. I, I'm uh, glad I could enlighten you. Oh, that was that was great. Uh, EA and Take Two say Trump administration is harming the game industry. <laughs> I don't want to get Duke angry here, so I don't know if we skip over that one. No, uh, I'm just having a look at what they're saying. Come on, let's see what they're saying. Okay. Come on. All right, let's read this out, and then I'm just going to stand back while Duke shouts a lot. So. Um, top execs from leading publishers Electronic Arts and Take-Two Interactive have spoken out about the current US government's negative impact on video games business. Speaking during a panel in, at the 2017 Games for Change Festival, representatives from both EA and blah, blah, blah uh, commented on the Trump's administration policies regarding immigration, education, trade and more. Um, one subject touched upon the administration's plans for to potentially overhaul the H-1B program, which issues special work visas to workers in fields like science and technology, with games development coming under that under the latter. The intention the intention to put America's worker American workers first could strict the number of visas issued, hindering games firms' ability to bring in talent from abroad from abroad. Uh, I'm going to do my own accent. I'm going to do a, like a northern accent. There's a constant shortage of qualified high-skilled labour within industry, says EA Global Head of Government Affairs, Craig Hagen. Adding the companies uh, such as such as is are, uh, are increasingly in need of staff with higher-end skills in advanced areas such as data analysis and artificial intelligence, and this can require hiring from overseas. Alan Lewis, VP of Corporate Communications and Public Affairs at Take Two, added, Immigration continues to be a significant issue for companies like ours in the industry at large. Uh, Lewis elaborated by explaining that not only is the current political climate deterring uh, immigrants from coming to the US, but it's also making it harder to keep those that are already working for game firms in the region. Duke. Yeah, well, duh. I mean, this is what <laughs> companies, have been, especially high-tech companies, have been saying for a while. And Trump has never had the interest of actual working people in his heart. And so it should be no shock that, you know, companies like this don't like it. I'm glad they're standing up to it. I think that if Trump could do his white supremacist nationalism nonsense in a way that doesn't hurt video game companies and Google and other high-tech firms, then he'd be fine. They'd be all right with it. So I'm opposed to Trump on moral grounds. They're opposed to Trump on practical grounds. Well, hopefully we can come together and find a way to get rid of them by working in our shared collective interests. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting problem because I know America has got a huge population of people. Yes. But the people who work for these types of companies and have that acumen and ableness to do it are probably in the minority and are probably a very small percentage of the population. Yes. And you can totally understand why companies like game developers and, like you say, technology firms and science 
they need to hide from overseas because those unfortunately people don't exist in the general population of well, their I country mean, look, already. It, let's be honest if we wanted to train the next generation to be the highly skilled workers that we need we could do it we just don't want to do that it's much easier and cheaper and less government spending if we find them elsewhere so that's what we do so the government needs to pick one or the other path it wants to follow either yes it's going to allow companies to bring in workers from overseas or it's going to say we need to develop the kind of workforce we want to have in the united states so far the government's trying the government the u.s government has never been interested in really paying to develop its workforce and especially not in a post-industrial economy, whatever, that's a whole other question. But now the Trump administration is saying, well, we should be able to do both, not pay for the workers in the education we want to see here in the U.S., but also not let in workers from outside the country. So I don't know what kind of magical make-believe jobs they are going to give people in this country when they don't have any training or education and they don't let workers in from outside the country, but apparently it's going to happen. It's going to happen in Wisconsin. They're bringing in the Foxconn factory. Jesus. But then, but then, how long is that going to take? It's going to take a long time, and it's not going to bring nearly as many jobs as they're claiming. And we have to give them all these tax breaks, and we let them pollute the rivers however much they want. So yeah. get ready, Wisconsin. We're about to have rivers that are as beautiful and pristine as the Yangtze and other Chinese rivers with their yeah, yellow all that shit film in, all It's over. fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't get oh, me yeah, started on the government. Um, meanwhile, in uh, <laughs> this is so horrible, but it's funny. Uh, in in oh, Brazil, God, another unusual death. A 45-year-old Joao Maria de Souza was crushed by a cow falling through the roof of his home. Wow. I wow. know, right? How does that even happen? His wife, who was lying in bed next to him, and the cow were both unharmed. Oh. The cow had climbed onto the roof from an adjacent hillside. So let this wow. be a lesson to everybody listening to my voice. If you can hear me, please make sure your house is not near any cow hillsides. Or I was worried about crushed. that because that didn't cover it on my home insurance. So I was like, what if a <laughs> Get cow? Rider. Is that an act of God? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's an act of cow. Of, well, if you're a Hindu, it's an act of God. Hell! That was go. pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in the news today in the UK, a British man has died in Ibiza after falling through a skylight. Nobody wants so, to hear about weird deaths. Yeah, no, but that's that's for real, and it only happened today. So what the yeah, fuck the thing was on the real. Roof? This whole thing's weird. Anyway, move on. Uh, so uh, the PS4, PS3, Vita top European sales charts have been revealed, and they are confirmed to be a chart. So congratulations, everyone. They passed the chart test. Um, I could read them. Shall I read them? So do the top five of each. It's weird that... Oh, my God. That's strange. What? Yeah, but do the top five. That's really weird. So this is the, the European charts, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm going to read number 20 on the PS4. All right. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is weird. <laughs> 20 on the European charts for the PlayStation 4. Is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? Wow, that's a top twenty selling what game. The fuck on the PS4? How how do you even get that on the PS4? I, I think it's on the store. You know, it's the one of the wow. oh like like originals that you can buy. I think that's whatever they call them. Crazy. Anyway, number five is a game called Mind. I'm sorry, Mine Minecrafting. 
Minecraft. Oh, I heard of that game. Minecraft. It's, I heard it's really fun. Uh, number four is Call of Duty uh, Mod Earn War. Fair. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> let it go with this joke style, man. It's, we, you've done it. Go on. I don't know if I, if it's funny ones. So number yeah, three. Yeah, just keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it. He's rock. X League. <laughs> Uh, uh, number two is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it is not working anymore. Five. Uh, <laughs> all right, do number five. Minecraft. Number four. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Number three. Rocket League. Number two. Grand Theft Auto. Five. Uh, number one. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, insane trilogy. So that freaking Grand Theft Auto Five is just a juggernaut, isn't it? Yeah. Keeps on um, going. The DLC chart is just as boring, so I won't bother. Yeah, I don't even know uh, why. It's not got the PS3 stuff, has it? Where's the PS3 stuff? I don't know. The fucking hard things. This podcast is weird and dumb. Um, that's what I'm do- doing with the news. News is boring. Is that a, are you done? Is that the whole yeah, news? I think I'm done with I the news. That's how BBC news. World Service ends their broadcast. That's it. We're done. News is boring. I think I'm done with the news like yeah. permanently. Like I could never like read it again. I'd be happy. If we had some actual uh, news, fine. But instead, it's like, uh, well, it's but look, like, it is what it is. I know. I'm just playing it with you. What Go ahead. What's next? Uh, emails, of course. Oh, emails. Whoa, that ruled. Now I have to say, I have to say, as you're well aware. Uh, we haven't had a speak pipe, a speak pipe, a speak pipe even, off Link or off Will I Am or no, off Zeke uh, for for quite a while now. You know, he, he peaked with the Will I Am. You know, the Will I Am. Zip peaked. it about. Zip it about. Um, but uh, the person who sendeth these speak pipes has sent us an email. Done. So. And the person is called apparently a Guru Gary Dave Speaketh. So there you go. There okay. you go. Guru Gary Dave. And um, yeah, here's his message. He says, uh, Namaste, brethren of the Light Wolf. I come bringing word of the elusive triad Echo. The voices three of Link, Will, and Zeke will return. They, and only they, share a common celestial vehicle which has been commandeered for pleasures of the soil as is custom for nomadic pagan birthrights at this time of the year. As the sage Chin, that was the gonads, once vocalised, the teat of creativity ebbs and flows, better to siphon its sweet nectar in times of plenty than suck the love flute dry. Be well, my beloved jesters, and especially to you, Stu. I am eating a chocolate eclair and thinking about you. GGD. So there you go. Hmm. So I was so, right. You was right. So shit might be coming at some yeah, point. Yeah, you can't squeeze it. you got to let it flow. <laughs> you got to let it flow. Uh, so it's cool that he's the, whoever this person is, because we still have no clue, uh, no has idea. been in contact. So... Um, yeah, thank you for that, I guess. Yes, and it's I, I very look forward to when, email, when the creativity teat starts flowing again, shall we say. Uh, anyway, the next email tonight is off our procrastinator fabulous, Finley, who is in the chat, as always. As always. 
And uh, yeah, he says this. He says, uh, "Hello, veterans. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. I have, I have some free time, so I decided to send in my email early because it came earlier in the week when it normally comes sort well, of she. on the night. On the night. Uh, first of all, I want to say how funny it was for me to see that Bayonetta is free with Xbox Gold on 360. I hopped onto my Xbox One to play some Star Wars Battlefront, and I went, ah, fuck it, I'll see what's free. And the name sounded familiar, and after 10 seconds of thinking why it did, it came to my mind that it was very popular with this podcast. Well, no, 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 let's just clarify. With me, not necessarily with the podcast. It was popular with one-third of the podcast. It was popular with me, because I love this game. But anyway, I'm back from holiday in Cyprus, and back in Manchester, but I'm going to do a quiz on Star Wars games, because I can. So yeah. let's do it. I know loads about Star Wars. Well, let's see how much you know, then. I don't Number really. one. In Star Wars Battlefront, there are hero pickups. You can get them in-game to become a famous character from the franchise. Well, what are the three default villains that you can play? Darth. It's time for the yeah. quiz. It's time for the quiz. We play the shooting sound clip when it's time for the quiz. No, it's clearly I don't think you're supposed to play that jingle. I don't think you're supposed to play that jingle when I'm trying to answer it, Chris. Sure Darth. <laughs> The Emperor. Well, Duke also yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think I need the full name of the Emperor, isn't yeah. it? Emperor Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is. Yes, I'll take that. I'll take Zip it. Zip it I remember the other one. Come on, he's one of the most famous small parts in Star Wars oh, history. He's not what a bad guy. He's just a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. kind of is. He kills people for money. What? Well, in episode two. He's uh he's hired and then he hires someone else and that other person gets a robot to put a worm in a room like what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, he's yeah. amoral, so not Darth, immoral. Palpatine and uh, Mr. Fett. There you go. Well done. That is correct. Django Fett. Uh-huh. Yes. That's it. No. Uh, num- number two. Question number two. Yes. Uh, when was the first Lego Star Wars video game released? What year? Twenty-eight between. Uh, between two thousand and now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's possibly true. I guess. Two thousand two. Answer. Not the exact year, though, is it? Come on, let's you can have a guess. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Two thousand. Five. Chini is correct. Hey, Bam. nice one. Yeah, 2005. Bam! Uh, number three, which Star Wars video has been reviewed as the best one ever? Uh, the original Star Wars. series. Oh. So what are you saying? What are you saying? Say again. The original trilogy? Nope. Uh, uh, what's it called? The old Knights of the Old Republic? The first one? No. 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 For some it's least. a game that, that fucking Duke jizzes his load over all the time what skyrim oh is that a star wars game battlefront 2 yes well done yay good god I tell you <laughs> uh, number four <laughs> this is just gonna just remind before we move on these are all star wars questions just to remind you right Bio number four Jack. portal 2 <laughs> Shut up. What does Thai, as in Thai fighter, stand for? Taiwanese food. <laughs> no, no, no Thai, like as it. in Thailand, idiot. It's like uh, no. Thai, pad Thai. It's, I know this. I know this one. It stands for twin ion engine. 
That is true. And that is correct. And you've not looked that up or anything. No, I knew that. You knew that. What? No! Sure you did. I don't know. Man, I thought I don't know whether the laughing face it sounded like that, you're Seriously, that, that's, oh, like, that's much more yeah. pathetic than anything I've ever said in terms of being a nerd. <laughs> that is I don't know why I know you're that. The, you're the type it. of person who's like, excuse me, it's not called an AT-AT. It's called an AT-AT. AT-AT. I remember playing, um, it was Rogue Squadron 2, and it told you that in the game, I'm pretty sure. And I always yeah, remember but you it. remembered. Yeah, you can't that's weird that I remember that. You remembered. But anyway, final question, number five. Uh, In the Death Star DLC for Star Wars Battlefront, a chosen player has to complete a run where they had to fire ion torpedoes into the Death Star's exhaust port at the end. But what was the name of the run? Bonus points if you can get the name of the operation. Well, it's the trench run. Yeah, that's correct, yes. What was the operation? I don't know the operation, though. That's a trap! Operation operation, uh, get the fucking bombs in the hole operation don't open. use your guidance system luke trust the force trust the force luke. operation i'm your father <laughs> um well you, you've got half a point because you nearly got it right you got half of it right Ooh. um but it was the part of the operation skyhook there you go sky what skyhook skyhook operation hook. rain hook. on the plastic hook. roof I know, I know. It's, it's been pretty good for about the last hour and then it suddenly started up again. No, it hasn't. And it's been anyway. noisy the whole show. I know, yeah. Yeah, but it's, no, it's not been as bad as this. Is okay, let's stop talking about the rain. <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, that's it. I'm sorry if it was too hard, but I'm a no. big star. It's the easiest one so far, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I did all right on that one. And last week's was pretty easy as well. Yeah, I like last uh, week's. Yeah, big Star Wars fan. So I basically knew all those answers by heart. Can't wait for episode 400. And now possibly... Onto the speed pipes. Oh, I was. Speed piping. Fun fact: I was uh, 16 when I watched the first, my Star Wars films. I never watched them when I was young. Nope. Uh, I can give you a little fact. Uh, I went to an original screening of Star Wars in 1975. So, my my dad never really liked it. My dad loved space, and I love space. But for some reason, he, he just he just never was into Star Wars, and he said he was more of a Trekkie fan. Yeah, uh, soundtrack. And well, uh, uh, what did? Yeah, yeah. And I watched episode three at the cinema, and I was like, "This makes no sense. I have no idea what's going on." That's funny. Do you know what was kind of cool for me? What I always remember about Star Wars and seeing it as a kid was it looked like real space, and they looked like real spaceships, right? Because if you watch like Battlestar Galactica or Blake Seven. Yeah, I remember Blake Seven. Yeah, shit like that that I was brought up on. It looked shit. It like the spaceships were on bits of fucking fishing line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it was crap. And then Star Wars came along and it fucking blew my mind. I was just like, "What the fuck? This is this is real. These ships must be really in space. Look at it." So yeah. I think mean, I think mean, no, that's what I was, I was, I'm all, I'm, I, it always bothers me that like, what about what about the the no gravity? That, that always bothers me. <laughs> Even in Mass Effect, I always go like, "Why, why, why can everybody just walk around?" Yeah. Well, interestingly, in Tacoma, they deal with that issue because obviously I it's saw spinning. it. Yeah, the the, the feet, the, the little boots have um, have little lucky things. They do, and obviously when you're in the living quads, because they're spinning around the central hub, you have gra- yeah. you have artificial gravity. That's so, why I love Space Odyssey 2001 because they yeah. deal with that problem as well. Yeah. 
So this and Tacoma is pretty cool. Anyway, going back to uh, to Star Wars, yeah, I mean, even now, when I, I mean, I know it's been upgraded and polished like a freaking turd, and until it's within an inch of its life, but I still think like like when you think that that film was made in well, made nineteen seventy four, seventy five, I guess when it was made. Um, it's amazing that they have the special effects know how to do all that stuff and make it look real. Oh yeah. Because because like it's so long ago and I still, I still think it's amazing what they managed to achieve you know back in that you know that's so long ago so still very impressive star wars um anyway final email tonight is off derek signs he's giving the speak pipes a rest for this week derek signs oh my goodness signs. Uh, so he says this cheeseburger fries and wife to go with a big side order of happy ever after well it's a good title i like it uh, anyway it says this howdy veteran gamers hello uh, my trust my trusty SpeakPipe microphone hasn't broken, but I didn't think the 90-second limit of the SpeakPipe was enough time to say what I needed to say this week. All right. Just look how long this email title is. Yeah. I know emails are probably considered old-fashioned these days, so maybe I should start a campaign to make them popular again, like vinyl records or VR headsets. Lol. Although, come to think of it, maybe VR headsets were never really that popular. Lol. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway, back to the subject in hand. I believe Ginny is marrying the lovely Tara next year. Although marrying the lovely Ginny, more like. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. And although I don't know where they are marrying, I think it's safe to assume that most marriages probably still take place in a church or a registry office. However, listeners to the giant beast cast over the last few months have been will have heard one of its presenters, Dan Rickert. Rickert. Uh, talk about his recent marriage to at a branch of Taco Bell in Las Vegas. Correct. It seems that Dan and his bride-to-be Bianca won a competition to have an all-expenses-paid marriage ceremony at Taco Bell, one of their favourite dining establishments. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Taco Bell is well-known in the UK and Europe, as it mm-hmm. is in the USA. Uh, if Duke is there this week, I'm sure he can give us a bit more background on what a typical Taco Bell is like. Uh, it's a fast food takeaway place. What do you? What, what is there to know? They do tacos. Yeah, they yeah. do a lot of yeah. crappy Americanized versions of Mexican food. Yeah, the real yeah. Mexican food. Yeah. yeah, real. What are you talking about? It's real. Yeah, it's real. real. This is real. Right. Uh, full disclosure: I am not being paid thousands to promote Taco Bell, unfortunately. Lies. Uh, so to the crux of the matter. If you were getting married at a place that you regularly enjoyed visiting, mm-hmm. uh, be it a store, cafe, library, restaurant, sports stadium, whatever, where would you like to get married? Uh, I can see Stu choosing Argos or CX. I don't actually shop in Argos that often. Uh, or, or CX. I do go to CX quite a bit. Pronounced Argus. Argus. Uh, he talks about them often enough. So there you go. So where, if you could choose a place where you regularly go to get married, where would you get married? Hmm. Um, I think I, it would be Ventian Palace, which is a delicious restaurant we go to all the time. Cool, I like yeah. that. So that's a, so so a nice, delicious restaurant. And yeah. uh, uh, Chini, where would you where would you get married? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You really don't know. If you had to pick somewhere unusual or weird to get married, where you like to visit, or I know, like being in my office. I would get married in my office. <laughs> is that that is that is weird? Like you know, because when you go home from work, you're like home from work. You don't really want to get married where you work, do you? No, I mean like my home office. 
Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. What, where, you, where you sat right now? Right now, yeah. This is like my favourite place. One of my favourite places in the world is where I'm sitting right now. That is funny. I, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, I'm getting married now. Oh, where are you getting married? In my office or at home. What about, what about the ice rink? Yeah, well, I was obviously going to say roller rink, because why not? You know, get yeah. married on roller skates. That'd be cool. Do you know what would be fucking cool, right, about either getting married on roller skates cool. or getting, getting married at the ice rink? Yeah. Watching all the people who can't skate fall over a lot. Yeah, it'd be great. Like, like Grandma. That. Can you imagine Grandma putting her hip out? Oh, yeah. I think I've dislocated my hip. Which would be <laughs> really weird for me, because I don't have a grandma. So that would be really strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think... Uh, I think, yeah, maybe like a, I, me and Tara used to spend a lot of time at the cinema when we were younguns. Maybe the cinema would be cool. I think we could just watch a big film when we're done. Everybody just watch a film. Yeah, that, that, that would be kind of Do cool. you? Do you? Okay, here's a load of chips. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. Next. But you go. You, I would imagine, Ali, it wouldn't surprise me. That, 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 and we've talked about this before, but there's a there's a, one of these little art house cinemas in Longridge near where we are, and they have obviously love seats and all that kind of stuff at the back. Yeah. You know, all, like the old fashioned velvet, and they have like intervals, and they come around with popcorn at the interval and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, that would be cool. That would be a really cool cinema to get married at. It wouldn't surprise me they don't do it. We have a, just to places. interrupt you, there's a Russian chap. I know, I saw that. And he says, this accent is amazing. Greetings from Russia. He's obviously going to leave now because I've murdered his accent. Because you're a really crap Russian yeah, accent. Yeah, but, um, you know, thanks for, like, coming in and getting offended by my terrible accent. I don't, well, it might be mine. Who who knows whose accent? No, 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 like, I, he's getting offended by the accent, my Russian Oh, yeah, 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 your crappy Russian accent. I hope you die, stupid podcast. I <laughs> want to kill you all and cut off your knees and feed it to my dog. Um, but his English is good because he types good English. So it is. It's good. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd get married in a fucking burger. I don't know. When you? Uh, no, the ice rink could be funny. Yeah, it'd be good. I think the ice rink is good. <laughs> I think you should just do that anyway. I yeah, I should do that anyway. Now and just get married at the ice rink, or you could get married at the ice rink and then just go where you were gonna go for your meal and shit anyway. Yeah. No, we we um we picked the songs today. You know the songs that. Oh you, my god! Well, like, you picked. Um, smack my bitch up by Prodigy. <laughs> um, Tragedy uh, by the Bee Gees. <laughs> no, smack my bitch up. Uh, that's when we, you know, like that's when people are walking in. Um, he's, Ebenezer Good. Oh, <laughs> when uh. Got any salmon? Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lola by the Kinks. Uh, and um, Hotel California. There you go for going for the night, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you what they are because you're going to be there. So fuck you. Yeah, no, I know. Just can I just check? Are they going to be cheesy? Is there any cheese going no, on? No, they're good. they're good. Are you sure? They are songs that we like. Okay, as long as there's no cheese. You've not a bit Chris Rear, have you? <laughs> I don't know who that is. No, Chris Isaac. That's who I meant. I don't know. Oh, Chris Isaac. Yeah, I do know who that is. No. Yeah, well, you were playing him last week. Yeah. Wicked Game. You know, remember this? Yeah, so that's a great song, though. 
It is. It is. Um, yeah, so anyway, he says, uh, I should be piping up against next, up against, up again next week. I'm already doing my vocal exercises in anticipation. Uh, so it's cool, actually, to have Derek sending an email again because obviously he hasn't sent one for a few weeks. So it is, uh, it's nice to have him back. He should, you know, he should mix it up a bit every now and again. Mix it up. That's what we like. Episode uh, 400's coming up. It is, yeah. We need to get people on. We're going to so, have a free for all. Uh, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, are we done with emails? That's it. Thank, yeah, that's the last email. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, thank you, Derek. Yeah, thank you, Derek. Thanks to everyone else who's emailed it. Uh, the Russian guy is from Russia, but he lives in Canada. So what's that sound like? He's like, I want to A, you know, like, I am from Russia, <laughs> A. <laughs> so, is that your best Russian mix with like, Canadians? Canadians apologize, and Russian people drink vodka. So I'd be like, punch you in the face. Like, I drink vodka. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, so sorry. A. A. <laughs> that's what I imagine this chat to be exactly like. uh, oh my god uh, uh, hey, can we ask by the way can we ask him who's, whose accent did he like whose accent is he liking you know just like yours is it mine my northern Duke. English accent or is it chinny or Duke it could be Duke or Duke no nope, it's not me um, alright what are we doing next is it uh, show 400 we were talking about Let's, 400 uh, uh, we're probably going to get people on um and just like, kind of like, you know, chill, gonna chill, man. Stroke our penises a bit and say how great we are. I'm doing that right now. I've got my hands down my box. I don't want to know. That's that's weird. <laughs> it's only because I'm talking to you, Ginny, of course, with your sexy accent. Right. <laughs> I'm really it's freaked out. Dude, Duke, Duke, I'm really off. freaked out right now. I'm freaking out. Well, you should be. Oh, by the way, by the way, I hope that none of uh, Millie's friends are actually listening to this because that would. Yeah. Because now you're just making it all weird. So if that happened, if that happened to happen, it's time for a <laughs> shout out. Hey. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. show 400 anyway. is coming up. It's on the 3rd of September, and we're going to get people coming in. So if you're around on the 3rd of September, Sunday night, and you just want to fucking like, come on, let us know somehow. I don't know. Email. Email us or email. go on our website, veterangamers.co.uk. And then go to contact and just say, I want to be there on the 3rd of September, you fucks. And then make sure you've got a decent microphone. Maybe make sure you're not in a us. fucking wind tunnel or outside in the rain <laughs> like Stewie's. Yeah. And, yeah, it's um, So it's all good. Yeah, and all that shit. And then, I don't know, just like whatever. Um, so let us know if you're free. That's Shell 400. We'll have a blast. It's going to be the best thing ever. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, what's kind of interesting is um, they're usually great fun. I mean, we have a lot of fun on the live shows when we get people on and, and sort of everyone calling in. Every show is uh, long. No, but you know what I mean. The, the ones with the people, the one with the people. Uh, but if you want to if you want to find out how not to do it, and I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the either 100s or the 50s. Uh, Jason had an awful time trying to get on and sort of his microphone yeah. was acting up and yeah that's how not to do it sorry jason i love you even but- if you get um uh, like if you've got an iphone and just use the headphones and the microphone and those are pretty good they're not brilliant but they'll do and just get skype on your on your you know phone that'll do it 
That will do it. Uh, he says the second guy's accent is more pleasant to me. That, that still doesn't tell us who, who that no. is. That could be either of us. Um, that that, that, that's possibly you, I think. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we should say who we are because people, not everyone knows who we are, do they? You know, it's when the end of the show. Fuck, fuck them. If they listen this far, well, yeah. like, yeah. except for yeah. Roman Russian dude, yeah, I like Rome. this guy. Yeah. Um, so just to let you know, Roman, I'm Stu. You're. Uh, I'm. Um, yeah, what they call you? me. They call me Big Dick, but my my name is Chinny. Chinny. Yeah. And oh, I think he's fallen asleep. Is he falling asleep? I'm here. All right. Who are you? Then let people know who you are. Just I'm in Duke. case. Well, we're go. doing Duke. this at the end of the show. You I don't know it. because he's, he just well, well, Fuck, we, just know, get on with it. Is it time for shoutouts? For God's yeah, sake! Shout Let's do some it's shout time. Out. It's time for. It's time for a shoutout. Hey. <laughs> Playing it okay. once didn't do the trick, so maybe if I play it three times. Okay. You know, so that's uh, weird, actually. I did that without uh, leaving. He's asked, asked us for our names. There you go. I'm just saying we just did what he asked. So stop, stop complaining. Okay. Shout out. He likes your accent better. Shout out. Really? Uh, <laughs> you, Stu, you go, because you take uh, it forever. I'm going to shout out Roman, of course, because it's always nice to get new listeners on the podcast, you know, and people who uh, join us who've never come across us before and just happened to, I'm assuming he's just stumbled across us. Probably. Um, yeah, so that's cool. So it's always nice. Uh, obviously, shout out to everybody like, you know, Procrastinator Fabulous and Derek and Guru Gary Dave, uh, who I'd love to know who he is. But a part of me wants to know and part of me doesn't want to know. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. So all the people who email in, people who send the speak pipes, uh, you know, keep them coming because we do enjoy the speak pipes, and it's lovely that people find all different ways to contact us. You know, it's great. So uh, yeah, keep it up, people. I love you all. I love everybody. Mwah! Big kisses to everybody. There you go. Uh, yeah, over to you, Chinny. Uh, I would like to shout out you, you everybody, you listener, because this EGX on Friday night. We're going to be there in the day, and then on the night, we're going to eat at a popular pizza chain restaurant. Not the good one, the shit one, you know, <laughs> the shit one. And uh, we're going to be there in Birmingham eating the shit pizza, and everybody's welcome. If it's we not just literally turn shit pizza, but, you know. Me me, like the, me and Stu are going to be there. Um, I know some people from the overseas connection are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, just people, just people. We're all going to there. And, uh, you know, if you're around, um, come along and, you know, let, let us know and then come. So we're just going to have it's like a bit of a meet up. Um, but, yeah, you know, so just let us know if you want to come. So that's that. Um, that's me done. How are you doing? Over to you, Duke. Yes, I will shout out Antonio because he filled in for me last week and because he knows The Simpsons better than me. <laughs> Poor Aunt Hortense. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woo he mentioned that recently, and I was like, I don't remember that at all. And he was like, it's from this episode. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. You know The Simpsons better than me. I will also shout out Derek Sines because he... Uh, it was him who uh, asked the question about what's cool last week. It did. Yeah. And that was all a good question. And I appreciate the jazz. Love Supreme. Yeah. Uh, John Coltrane. What? What? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, and not that anybody asked me because I wasn't here, but 
yeah, the Cool Kids is a good music group from Chicago, and they have a song called A Little Bit Cooler where they actually get into the question of what makes somebody cool. So here's what they said. About the safe crew it and grow a Jerry Curl, wear a diaper like Cupid or something else stupid and see if people do it. If they do, then that proves it. People are just losers and they'll do anything and someone cool do it, but they won't do it first. So I guess they not cool and that's the end of the verse. So I'm chucking that dude. Nigga, you're still playing Sega. I'm cooler than that guy. No red monkeys with the babes. I'm cooler than that guy. What you riding on that bike for? I'm cooler than that guy. Does that belt say Star Wars? I'm cooler than that guy. Yeah. So that's there how I go. feel yeah. about what uh, coolness is. There you go. I have thought of somebody else who's cool for a reason, by the way. Yeah, huh? That would be Chinny. And do you know why I think Chinny's cool? Because he don't give a fuck. Well, partly that, because he doesn't give a shit, right? And I quite like that about him. But I also think Chini's cool because he's never given into the peer pressure his entire life to get drunk. And that's kind of a cool thing in itself. So there you go, Chini. That's, Everybody, that's kind of... Oh, you don't drink? No, I don't drink. Oh, but you've tried it. No, I've never tried it. Ever. I've never touched it, ever. And they go, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, but really? Yeah. Fair play. That's every conversation I have. <laughs> it is. Right. Makes you cool. Your name's Hannibal? Cool, yeah. Your, like your birth certificate says Hannibal on it? Yeah. Your parents named you Hannibal? <laughs> yes. Um, um, I agree that Chinny yeah. is cool. And the other thing I wanted to mention is um, Wednesdays and Thursday nights are seem to be good nights where I stream. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing or what I'm streaming. Sometimes I stream with Stu. Sometimes I stream yep. on my own. Sometimes maybe down the line I'll stream with Duke. Um, uh, most likely not on a weeknight, but that will probably be a weekend thing. But who knows? It's the summer holidays. It could yeah. happen. You never uh, know. So uh, Wednesdays and Thursday evenings around about 6 to 9 o'clock um, UK time is when I uh, jump on for the stream. Yeah, so you know, watch I may- me play. Bioshock or PUBG? Would you like? I may be available this Thursday, so we'll see if we can sort that out. Chini we'll and I will be streaming that. Portal 2 co-op at some point. Yeah. 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 And the final word uh, on coolness is going to come to us from The Simpsons. So, I realized that being with my family is more important than being cool. Dad, what you just said was powerfully uncool. You know what this song says? It's hip to be square. That song is so lame. So lame that it's cool? No. Am I cool, kids? No. Good, I'm glad. And that's what makes me cool. Not caring, right? No. Well, how the hell do you be cool? I feel like we've tried everything here. Wait, Marge. Maybe if you're truly cool, you don't need to be told you're cool. I'm sure you do. How else would you know? Oh, I love the cool kids. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just for anyone who doesn't know, we stream every Sunday evening. So, there Sunday, you go. Sunday, people. Sunday. 
Every Sunday we do the show. Sometimes be there. You better be there. So you'd better be there. Be there, or be And if you're in jail, Be there. Be there. Be there. There you go. Job there done. You go. Another one in the Thank you, Goodbye, much love.